Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny took all of my sour diesel when she did a drive-by in New York City. The Big Apple, ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do be all my friend that come around, flats of flats of party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter, my brains are splattered all over my head, should do be shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Mafia, LTN running it from Kansas City, Mo to Show Me State. Their Chiefs are playing the Ravens tonight in the Charm City, does it get any better than that? We got the birthday roll call. Tyler Lockett, 28 today. Ryan Zimmerman, 36. Anderson Verajal, remember him? 38. Amika Okafor, 38. Bonzi Wells, 44. Brian Rafalski, the great double, 47. Marcus Spears, 49. Irving Fryer, styling, 58. Grant Fuhrer, 58. Legend. Todd Worrell, 61, Steve Largent, 66, and Grant Mudcat Jackson, 78. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Cousin Sal will join us momentarily to break down Sunday's pain day and tonight's game between Baltimore and Kansas City. You know we're going to get into everything with Sal. The Heat advance to the NBA final to take on... The Lakers and LeBron James, obviously, uh, it's going to be awesome. It starts Wednesday night. Jimmy Butler, not surprised that his team is in the finals. We'll hear from him. Lakers advance with a dominating performance over the Nuggets. LeBron had the triple-double. They beat the Nuggets in five games. Uh, LeBron has so many finals appearances, it's crazy. We'll look at it. And the NBA final odds, we have them for you today on Coast to Coast. Victor Oladipo may be looking to get out of Indiana. Maybe they want to get out of Victor Oladipo in Indiana. How does that sound? What did that guy fall off a cliff? Stars force game six tonight with a double overtime winner from Corey Perry, the veteran, getting it done over the weekend. Stamkos won't play tonight, game six. 
Rangers interested in Jack Eichel. Do you believe those rumors? Mark Stahl had better believe the rumors because he got traded to the Red Wings over the weekend from the Rangers. He'd been with the Rangers forever. Cardinals beat the Brewers to clinch a playoff spot. Brewers are in as well because the Giants and Phillies choked. Cards manager Mike Schilt on the show today. Craig Council makes the rundown. Marlins in the playoffs for the first time since 2003. You remember what happened in 2003, don't you? The Marlins won the World Series in Game 6 at Yankee Stadium. I remember it. Marlins pitcher Jose Arena won't pitch in the playoffs. He got hit by a line drive over the weekend, fractured his arm. Ouch. Cubs win the NL Central. Reds' first playoff burst since 2013. They're going to go with Bauer, Castillo, and Gray against the Braves. Tremendous regular season for Marcelo Zuna with the Braves. We'll talk Braves, Reds, Marlins, Cubs, Cards, Padres, Dodgers, Brewers. We'll hear from Rick Renteria. White Sox, A's, Twins, Astros, Rays, Jays. How about this one? Yankees and Indians call against Bieber in the Game 1 showdown in Cleveland tomorrow. We got your postseason matchups. DJ LeMay, who has now won batting titles in both leagues. First guy to ever do it in the modern era. Juan Soto wins the NL batting title. Bieber wins the AL pitching triple crown. Wins ERA and strikeouts. Luke Voigt, Bombers. MLB home run king. Astros batting averages all go down in 2019. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates from Sports Grid Radio. Check out Sports Grid Radio. Overnights for all in advantage. Sports Rage, Bagels, Bad Beats. Go to sportsgridradio.com. Get the app. You can listen to us on there. Get our YouTube page. Just search Sports Grid Radio, and you can watch us do the shows. I'll see you tonight at 10 p.m. East. And, of course, we're on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. West Side. Can you feel it? Well, the Red Sox bring back Alex Cora because they fired Ron Renneke. Angels fire Billy Epler, their GM. Pirates are going to have the number one draft pick. They're going to take that guy Rocker out of Vandy is what I'm hearing. And this guy throws massive fire. Let's see how long before they screw his career up like they screw everyone else's up in Pittsburgh. Hunter Pence retires. Thank God. Speaking of thank God, the Giants uh, DFA Jeff Smarja. I told you he should have been a tight end in the NFL, Carver. He sucked as a pitcher. Oh, my God. The money that guy made couldn't get anybody out. Tom Brenneman resigns from doing the Reds job before they fired him. They gave him the option. You can be sure of that. Uh, the UFC recap, Adesanya a winner. How about that guy just going off on Costa? And in more ways than one, you see him at the end of the fight and mount him? <laughs> he mounted him. He gave him a little backdoor, Jimmy Shagato. <laughs> oh, Shagato. Uh, Blahowicz, a stunning win over Reyes. We'll get into it. Charlo brothers both win their fights on Showtime on Saturday. Adam Kaplan joins us. We'll break down everything from the NFL and head into this game tonight with everything you need to know uh, for the Baltimore-Kansas City game. We'll get all of that done. You can count on that. We'll break down every single thing that happened in the NFL. We got sound as well from Lamar Jackson, Dan Quinn, Doug Peterson, Sean Payton, Big Ben, Mark Rule, Joe Judge, Joe Mudd, I should call him. We'll talk about the Canes ripping FSU. How about Oklahoma losing and Mississippi State's big win?
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Figaro, uh, back on Coast to Coast. Uh, we got Cousin Sal with us now, uh, like we do every Monday, to get into uh, all of the games that went down Sunday. You can follow him at uh, the Cousin Sal on Twitter as well. Hey, Sal, good to have you with us. Uh, sorry about that for a second. Um, I was looking at all the games and uh, money I lost <laughs> as the show came back <laughs> on the air. It's always important to go over those losses. Uh, unlike our president, he doesn't like talking about <laughs> losses or paying taxes. We just we just spend all the money here on sports grid betting. Uh, so what did you think of? Let's start. Yesterday, I, I said yesterday I lost a lot more than seven hundred and fifty dollars on moneyline uh, underdogs, but yeah, that's uh, it was brutal and early, especially that early stretch. I think they went one six and one, terrible. Yeah, I I ended up really strong uh, late in the day. I hit the Panthers, the Bucks, the Lions to win outright. Seattle covered, and I hit the Packers Sunday night, so I ended strong. But I went for it with some of those bets. I took the Texans. Over my Steelers, I don't bet with the heart, and they got burned. What did you think of uh, Seattle uh, and how they won that game? In the end of that game with uh, that last play when uh, Prescott broke free and almost pulled it off and threw the pick. Yeah, I hated it. I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I, I knew ultimately that would be the result. But, you know, when he goes for 470 yards and that last drive is like uh, four yards a play, 12 plays, it's almost impossible to run out of time. And I know we threw the pick in the end zone, but they essentially ran out of time, even though they had three timeouts and a couple minutes left. And it was disgusting. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's phenomenal. I think Seattle has to be just as bad as they are for him to shine in these games. And uh, he's putting together a great year as a result. I'm still not convinced they're tops in the NFC or even top two or three, but uh, they'll be there in uh, January for sure. I got to tell you, I, you know, despite the record, I still think the Cowboys are hard to beat. I, I really do. They're in every game, uh, no matter what. Even the first game they lost to the Rams, they're in every game, even if they don't play well. Yeah, I mean, you think, I mean look, what, what do they have to do? They, they're in the NFC East, right? Do you see any other teams in the NFC East winning seven or eight games? Maybe Washington with Alex Smith or something. But right now, none of those teams, Giants, Eagles, and, uh, and Washington team can't put up 30 points and just lots of skill players right there in Dallas. That's going to get you 30, 35 points a game accidentally. 
What do you think of uh, this Falcons team blowing another game? And uh, this is a weekly question I have for you that I this guy hasn't been fired yet. It, he must have photos of somebody nude somewhere in a bedroom. Honestly, <laughs> how do you keep your job after all those uh, failings? Oh, man, I feel bad for the fan base. And I'm not usually the guy that's like, fire him, fire him, because then you end up with the, like the, uh, the quarterback's coach for Tulsa as your head coach. And you're like, where the hell did this guy come from? But um dan quinn to to think that the last two weeks weren't even the franchise's worst loss in history that came at the 23 28 3 the hands of the patriots of which he also presided over it does seem like you have to give the fan base a little bit of a little bit of hope and in doing so get rid of dan quinn i think it seems like they might wait till next week you know they play green bay on monday night that might be the game to do it after get shellac there you know what? Uh, they're not even like the worst team, though. There's so many teams worse than them. The Giants and Jets, the uh, Washington, the Vikings mm -hmm. haven't won. I don't care what anybody says. The Eagles haven't won. I think they look terrible. Uh, they, they couldn't beat yeah. the Bengals. I mean, honestly, there's a bunch of bad teams worse than the Falcons. Yeah, for sure. I, I look at the 0-3 teams, and Minnesota's in there, and you mentioned Houston's in there. Um I think like Atlanta might have a chance to get to a respectable like seven and nine or eight and eight with the tools they have. The defense just seems to fall apart in the second half. But um, I, you know, I don't want to give anyone any extra hope. But yes, you, you wouldn't even as bad as they've been Atlanta. They're probably not in the bottom five or six teams. So, do you think the Packers, with what you saw last night, that they're the best team in the NFC? Love them. I really do. I think top to bottom. I think they should be mentioned offensively with the likes of the Chiefs and the Ravens, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. But Aaron Rodgers just runs his offense like nobody else. I feel like he's only given it like 75%. And he's like, all right, you didn't give me any receivers in the draft, but I still have Aaron Jones right now as the best running back I've ever been paired with. And I make every receiver better, whether it's Lazard or Valdez Scantling or whoever. And uh, they got a defense. They got like this guy's a Darius Smith, who's right up there with like Khalil Mack and some of the best defenders in the game. He's had like over 16 sacks since the beginning of last year, forced a fumble last night. Yeah, they're the team to beat in the NFC for sure. So uh, did you think that the uh, Rams defender uh, should have been called for pass interference on the fourth down play? I hate that. I hate that call for real. I hate when incidental contact, ticky-tack, and the ball is getting thrown to the other. So you see, you watch the receiver break the other way. So the ball, there's a, there's a case to be made that the ball is uncatchable. And also, I thought the call, I think they're all over the place with pass interference this year and illegal contact. And it's a shame because you now can't review it. But you thought the refs would at least get better at making the call now. Well, the early indication is that they are. I don't want to take too much away from uh, Josh Allen. He converted a third and 22 and a third and 19 on that drive. So uh, good job by the Bills winning that game. Well, uh, you know, I'll give you that. That third and 22, I blame the Rams for that, uh, to be yeah. honest with you. And I got to tell you, I thought the guy, uh, like the receiver and the defender, let's just use them as A and B. I thought they both put their hands on each other. I thought right. I thought they both uh, were involved in getting tangled up. I did not think that was a one-sided uh, pass interference on the defense. And I'll tell you what, screw all that review pass interference nonsense. I would rather lose the game and lose every game and not watch football again for the rest of my life than watch those terrible 
uh, you know, <laughs> reviews that take 15 minutes on every pass in the NFL the last couple of years. That was the worst the league has ever been. I'd rather that they just call it. Uh, but I thought that call was terrible. Uh, what do you think Patriots? I think you're right, but real quick before the no, the Rams. The other uh, the other uh, addition to that is the Rams are owed like forty of those, right? They got to the Super Bowl because of a bad pass interference call a couple of years back, so you can only feel so bad. Well, fair enough. Uh, but I, you know, the way I saw that game because I bet on him obviously and lost money. I'll be honest with no, you. Me too. You come back from you come back from what were they down twenty eight ten, and you take the lead thirty two twenty eight, and then you lose on that call. I just thought I thought it was yeah. terrible. I gotta be honest with you. What do you think of the Patriots again? Mm-hmm. The way they run the ball and the way they're playing right now. Now they got a big game next week. Uh, we're in Kansas City. Uh, the Patriots have answered the bell every week. That was such a Belichick game, wasn't it, Pharrell? Like you know, you got the Raiders happy to have won on Monday night, short week. They have to fly across country against an angry. Belichick team that lost last week. It just seemed like they were going to lay this, that smackdown on them. Uh, you know, also in typical Patriots fashion, Jacobs jumps on his own fumble and they give it to the Patriots. So a little cheating going on there, but they just walloped them down the stretch. They just ran all over them, and that was uh, that was that perfect. So who do you like tonight, Sal, in this game in the Charm City? It's a great uh, matchup. I got Ravens 36-30. I, like, uh, I didn't like what I saw out of the Chiefs last week, what their offense did against the Chargers. I think we're going to see something similar. Three-headed monster Ravens running game is going to uh, spell uh, problems for the Chiefs. So we'll come back, but it'll be just short, 36-30. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, that team at home, I know there's no crowd, but the way they play anywhere, home, road, the Ravens are solid. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, you know, they're always in it with Mahomes. There's no doubt they'll be in every game. But uh, I hit that Chiefs game against the Chargers both ways. Uh, what did you think of the Chargers yesterday losing to the Panthers? They looked pretty bad uh, at home. They did. I guess the positive is Herbert took them from the one-yard line, and they really should have won if you watch that lateral at the end. It gets fumbled, but they had it, the whole defense deked. That was going to be a touchdown against the Panthers. But, yeah, you're going to see a lot of games like that out of the Chargers. Hard to move the ball most of the game, and the defense plays okay. But uh, nothing special out of them otherwise. All right, I got, uh, respectfully, uh, just under a minute. What did you think of that kid, Costello, on Saturday for Mississippi State against LSU, putting 623 yards down their throats? That was unbelievable, and I don't know how – they for real, what are they going to make these over-unders in some of these games? Like 80, 82? I, I don't know yes. how high they could go. It's a, the SEC is all of a sudden the Big 12 in terms of the defense is not showing up, aside from maybe Alabama, but not too much. Uh, yeah, that guy's, uh, that guy's phenomenal, and I'm, I'm excited to see him the rest of the year. I got to tell you, I thought it, it, it may have been the best performance I've ever seen in my life by a quarterback that uh, we saw mm-hmm. him at Stanford. He never did anything like that at Stanford, but yeah. I, I've never seen a guy have a game like that uh, against a program like that on the road in Baton Rouge. It was unbelievable. Sal, great yeah. stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you next Monday. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, All right, my man, Cousin Sal, styling on Coast to Coast. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, usually after I have Cam on, I would have talked to him about that hockey game tonight. And uh, I'm going to start drinking again over the fact that I can't talk to Cam anymore on the show. That's a problem. Uh, and then I'm going to start smoking uh, bong hits on the on the show in protest. See how that goes over with top uh, flight management. All right, uh, Carver Hot, it's probably not a good idea, but uh, I was thinking it might get their attention. Uh, we always love talking to Cam, and now I'm just not wearing any underpants anymore when I do the show at all. I'm start graving naked right now, just slinging onions. It's all happening. Let's talk about the NBA as I do the rest of the show in protest over Cam Stewart. Let's get to it, Scotty. Uh, we have the NBA Finals set. Both teams advancing over the weekend. It will be the L.A. Lakers and the Miami Heat. Let's start with the Heat, Scotty. They eliminate the Boston Celtics last night, 125-113. to 32 from Adebayo, 22 from Jimmy Butler. Let's hear from Jimmy Butler, Scotty. He says he's not surprised at all to see the Heat in the Finals. I've said it time and time again. Um, I believe in our group. I know that we can still win four more. We're not satisfied. We're not complacent. We know we got a really good team to go up against. We can enjoy it for the night, but um, we, we said this from the beginning of the year. Look, I, I really uh, uh, was excited about that bet. I hit the heat last night to win and getting the points. They were dogs in every single game. I mean, it was unbelievable. Every single game, they were uh, getting points, and uh, they finally came through for me. I told you I was going to stick with them till the bitter end every game, and I was going to stick with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, until it's over. Win or lose, I still believe they're the best team. And I just thought, you know, legitimately when I watched the game uh, last night, I just thought uh, the thing that impressed me the most was Bam Adebayo. The way he took over the game – in the fourth quarter, I just thought the guy went off. Like, every time he got the ball, he went to the 10. He had 32, 14, and 5. He was 11 of 15 from the floor. All of his shots were within 8 feet. Uh, the dunk that he had from the right side to the left side when he went down on the lane and went around the defender and grabbed the left side of the rim and hung and swung because there was a lot of that going on. Smart had hung and swung uh, at the other end, getting all cocky. So uh, Adebayo gave him a taste of his own medicine. I just thought he was the difference in the game. And then I thought Hero, again, hit some big shots. At the end, Robinson hit a big three. And I just thought, 
You know, I was a little concerned about Hero's ball handling. Uh, he kept getting stripped. At least three times he had turnovers. But the Heat closed it out, and I thought they did it uh, because of Bam Adebayo. He had such a bad game five that he was uh, possessed, Carver High, in that game last night, and they couldn't stop him. One guy legitimately uh, destroyed Boston. It was Adebayo. Yeah, he was outstanding, Scotty. And the thing for me was it seemed like the Celtics, they they just kept chucking threes. Like they didn't get into really their game. They spent the entire second half and really a lot of early in the fourth quarter where the game got away from them, and they just kept chucking. I just thought they got away from their game plan, Scotty. I can't believe that if if you look at them in that game, name another game that they had, uh, 24 from Tatum, 20 apiece from Walker and Smart, and 26 from Brown, and then even Hayward game 12, double figures. Name one time you've ever seen five guys on that team, the four core, and then one extra piece, all in double figures, all over 20 except one guy, and they lost. That just is crazy because if if you look at it any game that four of them are over 20 points i guarantee you if you look at their season the whole season bubble and all if four of them have 20 or more points i'll bet you their losses are under one hand under one hand i bet it's you know three or four fingers that's it because i just do not believe they lose when they get that kind of productivity from five guys but like i said uh, the pieces for Miami all chipped in. I thought the other thing I didn't mention was Iguodala. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy, when he shoots, I mean, uh, you know, hide behind the car, hide your children, go inside, go in the bunker because he's so terrible. But he was so fantastic in game six. He never missed a three, I don't think. The guy hit everything. He shot the free throws. He nailed everything. Uh, Iggy was the other, uh, I think, the dagger in the chest, the shank. Like, right in the chest, the shank, I thought Iggy had a huge game. Yes, he did, and he's going, Scotty, to his sixth straight NBA Finals. Of course, being with the Warriors the last few years, and now this year with the Miami Heat. Another guy who knows about getting to NBA Finals will be their opponent, Scotty, the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James. LeBron closes out the Nuggets on Saturday night with a triple-double. Really, uh, Nuggets never had a shot in this game, Scotty. You could see LeBron taking over, and there it is now, 10 appearances in the NBA Finals, more than all but three teams combined in the NBA, Lakers, Celtics, and Warriors with more. LeBron Scotty off to his 10th NBA Final. Well, I think the NBA, believe it or not, uh, loves the uh, Lakers-Celtics history in the Finals. I think that's what they wanted. They didn't get it. I think the Lakers wanted the Heat. I think the uh, Lakers believe the Heat are a better matchup for them than uh, Boston is. And you know, or would have been, right? Uh, I think that LeBron James gets absolutely no credit for how many times he's been to the finals. All he ever gets is that he's not as good as Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. Uh, And just recently, they added Kobe to the mix because he became a Laker. Before that, it was always, you'll never be MJ with your three NBA titles and all your other hardware. Uh, Michael Jordan was, you know, better than you. That's all he's ever heard. But no one ever talks about the fact that the guy goes to the finals almost every single year he's been in the league. It's crazy. I know it's not exact, but I'm saying 10 times. My God. I mean, there's only about four or five guys in the history of the league that you saw the list, like Sam Jones, guys like that, that have been in more of them. Uh, I think that uh, it's incredible what he's done in his career. And like I said, 
before I've said on the show, I, I don't think Michael Jordan could stop LeBron James any more than anybody else can. Uh, he'd, he'd go right through him as far as I'm concerned. I know people wouldn't agree with that, but he's too, in my mind, I thought Michael was, was ripped and strong, but he's not strong enough to handle that freight train. That guy's 6'8", 275 coming right at you. There's no one in the league that can stop him going to the 10. And I don't believe Jordan could have stopped him either any more than Jordan could have stopped Iverson. Iverson broke Jordan's ankles every time he played him. That's all there is to it. Jordan's the greatest player ever. I get it. But, uh, you know, bottom line is LeBron James gets no respect when it comes to a conversation with Michael Jordan. And that's a load of crap is what it is. Yes, this will be his 10th appearance in the last 11 years. Of course, last year, the injury year, his first year in L.A., did not make the finals. And a lot of those teams, Scotty, especially in Cleveland, he dragged to the finals by himself. Uh, let's get to this series. Let's get to this series now. We have it. Lakers and Heat, Scotty. Um, do you give the five seed in the East, the Heat who have been so good beating Indiana, the Bucks, and the Celtics, they are, um, geez, plus 290 uh, dogs here in this series. What do you think here in the NBA Finals, which starts on Wednesday night? Look, I can't deny that the Lakers uh, have to win this uh, series, but you know who I'm rooting for, so I'm all <laughs> over the heat. I'll be rooting for the heat every single night, and I, I just wanted to add that I'll be cussing uh, a lot because I know what's going to happen. The Lakers get all the calls, and LeBron gets all the calls, and Anthony Davis, you blow on him, and he's shooting free throws. I mean, I've never seen a seven-footer go to the line more than him for not getting touched. I mean, a guy, you even go near him. If you're even within a foot of him, you get called a foul on. It's unbelievable the the, the ticky-tack, candy-ass, sugar-coated uh, calls this guy gets. And, you know, Miami's going to have to deal with the refs. I think is going to lose his mind because take a look at Mike Malone. He looks like he drank a fifth of Johnny Walker after dealing with the refs against the Lakers. I think the Lakers will get all the calls. I think they'll win the series. Uh, I think they're better than the Heat. I'll give you that. I think the Lakers are better. Uh, but I love the Heat, and I hope they beat them. And I wish nothing but ill will and uh, misfortune and bad things at a Black Cloud Diner on the Lakers for the next two and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll be rooting for the Heat as well. We'll talk about this one a lot before it gets started on Wednesday night here on Coast to Coast. One more NBA note, Scotty. You said it at the top. Victor Oladipo looking to move on from Indiana. I think that Indiana might be looking to move on from him as well. So just calm down, Victor. I'm pretty sure that they're ready right? to get rid of you with how often you're hurt and not playing and doing all of those things. So we'll see what Overrated. happens with Victor here. In this offseason, no doubt. We'll see what happens with Victor here this offseason. Uh, Stanley Cup final, Scotty. Game six tonight. The Stars force it with the double overtime. Corey Perry winner on Saturday. And here we go. Uh, Lightning, of course, heavy favorite again. Minus 175 tonight. Do the Lightning lift the cup tonight, Scotty? I think so. I, I thought they were going to lift it the other night. And... I thought that when they got the lead, it was over, but they, they gave up the late goal, and then they lose in double overtime. I have to just say, uh, again, I think they're the better team, and I, I do question uh, Hudobin uh, in this. Uh, if, if it's six tonight or game seven, I'm going to still take Vasilevsky. And I got to tell you, the reason why they're in it is because a guy, speaking of someone that doesn't get any respect, Corey Perry – has had a brilliant NHL career in Anaheim, wherever he's been. And uh, Dallas, he's doing the same thing. 
let's take a real good look at who's been the biggest difference maker on the stars in the entire series. It's been Corey Perry in almost every single game involved in everything successful that they do. The guy is a real pro. He's no joke. And the other guy is Pavelski. The two oldest guys on the team are the only two guys performing. Tyler Sagan has been invisible. Jamie Benn quit, like, I don't know, a month ago. Uh, they've never gotten anything from anybody uh, except for uh, Pavelski. Pavelski was the difference uh, on uh, over the weekend to tie the game. And then Perry won it. So Dallas is in it because of those two guys. Both of them uh, have a shot at going to the Hall of Fame. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast on a Misery Monday. Uh, Carver, how do you think I'm crazy about uh, Pavelski and, and Perry and the Hall of Fame and how much of a difference they've made? No, you're not crazy at all. I think that both guys are Hall of Famers. Pavel, Pavelski now has the most goals, playoff goals by a U.S.-born player uh, ever. He passed Mullen with that goal on Saturday night. For me, Scotty, I mean, these are the two guys that the Stars brought in to get them to this point. You know, the guys that they've had for years have not gotten it done. They've always been eliminated in the first and second round. And now this year, the added mix of Pavelski and Perry has really pushed them. And they've gotten it done in this series. And those other guys have not. And tonight's the night. Tonight's the night for Jamie Benn and for Tyler Sagan. And these guys on the Stars who have been there a long time to chip in and contribute. A couple other notes. Uh, no Stamkos. Not that it matters, Scotty. But he, he's played one period in the entire playoff. Like, it, the Lightning are, are going to win or lose. With one shift. He's barely, he's barely played. So let's not go nuts about Stamkos not playing the rest of the series for the Lightning. He hasn't played to begin with. Uh, Rangers and several other teams called the Sabres about Jack Eichel. Now, apparently Eichel wants to stay as long as changes are made, and the Sabres obviously want to keep him. So this was more teams just calling to check availability. Doesn't sound like anything for now, but you know how these things start, Scotty. Once the report like this says, oh, okay, there's a chance down the road that it gets revisited when he continues to be unhappy and eventually he gets traded. Isn't that how it always ends up? Well, I think he's lying through his teeth because anyone that can say uh, unequivocally that they're happy playing for the Buffalo Sabres for the last 15 years <laughs> is a liar because they suck. All they do is lose. They've been atrocious, uh, horrible uh, franchise. I mean, how do you want to be a part of that? I think he's been miserable since the day he was drafted. Uh, once that blew over to happiness of being drafted, he's always done his uh, lose. So I think he wants out for sure. I don't believe a word he says. And there was one other trade. Mark Stahl traded by the Rangers to the Detroit Red Wings over the weekend. So Stahl was a Ranger for a very long time. Uh, he's going to have a new home Why next year. Why would you year. do that? Let's, Why would you do that if uh, you were Detroit? I mean, a guy's washed yeah, up. And, and I they, think it's a they fat need... move. But, but I don't think, you he, I don't think he'll even me. play for them. Yeah. I don't uh, think he'll right, even play fair. for the Red Wings. Yeah. Well, fair enough, because they, you think they're bad enough the way they are? The, just what they need yeah. is some old guy. Honestly, that team needs to get nothing but draft picks and young uh, kids playing and, and a youth movement infusion in Detroit to get them back to where they belong at the top of the NHL. Detroit's always been a great franchise. It's embarrassing seeing what's happened to them. 
basically, you know, Detroit gets that salary. It allows to keep them above the floor. They get a draft pick from the Rangers for taking a salary away from them so the Rangers can create space. It's some kind of like cap trickery that's going on, but it helps both teams. I, I don't think he'll even play for the Red Wings, to be quite honest. Let's get to the baseball now, Scotty. We have the playoffs. They are set. Regular season ended yesterday. Uh, a wild weekend. The Cardinals beat the Brewers, Scotty, to clinch yesterday. The Brewers end up backing in to the playoffs because the Giants and the Phillies couldn't get it done. They All they both needed to do, Scotty, was win, and they could have gotten ahead of the Brewers, but they could not do it. Let's start with the Cardinals side of it. Manager Mike Schilt, he's proud of his team, Scotty. Take a second. Appreciate what just happened. Um, you know, I... Uh... It's hard to express the respect I have for this group. I mean, other teams, you know, Miami as well, we can relate to that accomplishment. But that's a, it's a pretty special accomplishment, what just took place. Yeah, I, I really don't think it was that ex exciting there, Mike. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> really, uh, I, you know, the Cardinals played terrible. The Brewers played terrible. The Giants and Phillies played worse. That's how they got in. They got in because there were two teams that played worse than they did. I'll give Mike a little bit of this. I, I think I know what he's saying, and that's that the Cardinals and the Marlins still made the playoffs despite that they each had to basically miss two weeks of the season and had to make it up with, like, 15 doubleheaders. So from that aspect, Scotty, I do kind of get what Mike is saying, but you're right. It's not like they all played, uh, you know, great baseball down the stretch and got themselves in. Uh, there was a lot of other things that factored, like the Giants and the Phillies not being able to win baseball games. Let's hear from Craig Council now, Brewers manager. He says it doesn't matter how it happened. We are now in the mix to get to the World Series. No, it was it's a celebration. Uh, I don't, you know, we're in. We're in the playoffs. Uh, that's That's how you see it. There's no reason to um apologize for getting in the playoffs um we beat the other teams and then and got the eight spot so we're in and, and we're, we got a chance um that's the you got to get in and so we got a chance to win the world series still yeah no you don't all right so here's the deal uh, <laughs> if you look at the cardinals they're gonna play the padres right and i'm telling yeah. you I, and i'm rooting for the padres until the cows come home i love the padres but uh, I got to tell you, I think that first game with Kim pitching, the Padres will win. I think that Flaherty, Wainwright, two and three, I think they'll uh, win those two games and beat the Padres. That's my initial guess, and I base it on experience and history. It's simple. They always end up in the NLCS and World Series. They don't end up losing in first rounds, in division series, in – championships here the cardinals all they do is win championships and this is not a championship team but they have that pedigree and the franchise and the padres have none of that juice yeah i love uh the cardinals odds which i'm going to show to you in a moment scotty a couple of other national league notes marlins make the playoffs for the first time since 2003 you said it that year they won the world series they beat the yankees at yankee stadium with josh beckett on the hill they will not have jose urena he got hit by a line drive, fractured his arm. Uh, tough scene for him over the weekend. The Cubbies win the NL Central for the third straight year. The Reds get their first playoff berth since 2013. The Reds have already said, Scotty, they're going to go Bauer, Castillo, Sonny Gray, one, two, three, if it has to go that far against the Braves. Braves had a tremendous regular season. Marcelo Zuna almost, Scotty, 
won the Triple Crown in the NL. So let's go here matchup by matchup. We'll start with the National League, and then we'll do the American League stuff because you just mentioned it. Cardinals plus 170 right now is the series price against the Padres. I love it. I'm with you, Scotty. They always, always show up when October matters. I think that all, aside from the Brewers who have no shot, I think the Reds, Marlins, and Cardinals all have a chance to move on because it's a three-game series. Well, I'll give you that, that anything could happen in a three-game series. I also want to eat the uh, crow hoagie today on Chris Bryant because I just said he was finished uh, with the oblique and every other injury that he's had. And over the weekend, he was hitting grand slams and doing all kinds of exciting things. So he looks like he's okay, which uh, means bad news for the Marlins. Uh, look, in my opinion, they're not beating the Cubs. I don't, I just, and they lose Asuna. I think that uh, Urena, rather, I think that was a horrible injury for them. I think that uh, the Cubs are a better team anyway you slice it. I don't care. They're playing in uh, Wrigley on the north side of Chicago. Uh, I, I think, you know, the Reds have a shot, but I still think the Braves are better. And that's just all there is to it. That Braves lineup is is uh, very capable of scoring a lot of runs and doing damage. And I like the Braves, the Cubs. I think the Cardinals will upset the Padres. I hope the Padres win, though. Let me be clear. I've never liked the Cardinals. In fact, I hate them dead. And the uh, Dodgers and Brewers, uh, the Brewers are going to get whacked. Uh, I'll be shocked if they even win a game. Uh, the Dodgers are just simply too loaded, too deep, too good. In fact... Uh, if you look at it on paper right now, uh, they look like they can uh, just write their ticket to the World Series. I don't care who they play. They're going to beat them. The, the Dodgers are the deal. Uh, this is the first time I've ever said it where every year they've been in it, it seven years now, now this is eight, where they win the division, Mike. I, I've never once bought that they were going to win the World Series. You know that. You've done a show with me that long. I honestly think this team is better than every single team in baseball, bar none. I'm with you 100%. If they don't get it done this year, uh, I don't think they're ever going to get it done. And I know that it's a little trickier because you got to win this extra round, but they right. have the, the you know the team that backed in. They have the Brewers. They should beat that team at home in two out of three games, and then they should go along from there. Uh, let's do the American League side of it. We'll start, Scotty, with the White Sox and manager Rick Renteria. They did not play good baseball down the stretch, and they slipped all the way to the seventh seed in the AL standings. And he says now is the time to get it done as they get ready to face the A's. There's nothing left for us to do but go up. I mean, uh, we have to respond. If we don't respond, we're out. You, you, you fight all year long to finally put yourself in a position to get into uh, what everybody calls a dance. Now we, got, we have to perform. If we don't perform, there's no more tomorrow after, after that. You know, you got to keep playing and you got to perform. If we do well, uh, we give ourselves a chance to continue to move forward. But there's no tomorrow. There's 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 no redemption, uh, you know, until next year. So we got to try to get as far as we possibly can and stay positive. Listen, I, I think they're a really good team. There's no doubt about it. They got a great uh, lineup and they got really good pitching. I still think the A's are better than the White Sox, and the A's have gone back to the well. This is several years now. They're a dangerous team. The White Sox are new to the party. They're virgins. Uh, let's see if they can handle the pressure out in, uh, you know, taking on a team like the A's. Is that in Chicago or is that going to be in Oakland? That'll be in Oakland. It, Those three games it's in, Oakland. Out in Oakland. Yeah, have fun playing at the Ashtray. I, I just think they're too tough, to be honest with you. 
Let's take a look, Scotty, at all the four series in the American League. Like we said, the White Sox are going to play the A's out in Oakland. The Twins are going to face the Astros. The Twins, finally, Scotty, they avoid the Yankees. We know how much they wanted to do it, and they do, and they're going to be uh, slight favorite, you know, favorite over the Astros here who finished under 500 in this regular season at 29 and 31. The Rays are going to play the Blue Jays and the Indians and the Yankees, which already, Scotty, has a marquee pitching matchup for tomorrow night. Garrett Cole against Shane Bieber. Uh, the Indians pitching definitely scares you, Scotty. Yeah, listen, I think that Cole will be great, but I still think he can give up a home run and lose the game. I, I think Bieber will mow down in the Yankees lineup. Uh, the Yankees go into these things. It's funny. Everybody thinks they have this vaunted lineup, and then none of them hit, and then they actually get the pitching. It's not the hitting that carries them. And, Carver, how you know that's true. Their last couple of years, it was pitching that was the difference, not the hitting. I think Bieber will handle them. I love Cole, but I got to bet on Bieber in that game. And I like Cleveland in the series. Uh, the Twins, uh, I think, are better than the Astros this year. And I'm on the A's, and I'm definitely on the Rays. Uh, but I like that Jays lineup. But the Rays, to me, uh, have the pitching to silence those Jays bats. But I guarantee you, in both the National League and in the American League, there is no way we're having this many series and not having upsets and not having games that you didn't expect, and not having someone get through that shouldn't. Someone's going to knock yeah. somebody off, whether it's, uh, you know, the Marlins, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a team that nobody expects, like the Jays. Somebody's going to do something to uh, shock the system. And here is the entire tree. So this is a little different than normal years in baseball. We have, like, almost like a bracket style that you can look at. And the interesting thing to me, Scotty, is the two teams on each side that are the quote-unquote favorites to make the World Series would have to play each other in the next round. Yankees and Rays are on the same side of the bracket. Dodgers and Padres are on the same side of the bracket. So they would face each other in five-game series, not the LCSs, if they both win this round. That's pretty interesting. I'll take the Dodgers, and then um, I really the, – the Yankees can't beat the Rays to begin with, but I think Cleveland will play the Rays. So that'll all get going tomorrow. Four games on the American League side, and then all eight series, Scotty, will be playing on Wednesday. That should be a wild day for all of us. Uh, Yankees' DJ LeMahieu becomes the first player in the modern era to win the batting title in both leagues. He won it with the Rockies in the NL, wins it this year with the Yankees in the AL. Nice job by him. Juan Soto wins the NL batting title. Shane Bieber, who's going to face the Yankees tomorrow, Scotty, pitching triple crown, wins, ERA, strikeouts, tough task for them. But Luke Voigt is the home run king. So a lot of numbers for this Yankee-Indian series tomorrow night. Bieber will get to Cy Young, and uh, DJ LeMahieu is the best player on the Yankees, hands down, bar none. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. I got to tell you, I looked at the Astros averages, Carver High, in 2017 of their entire lineup and then compared them to this year. And it is the most staggering drop-off you have ever seen in your life. I can't even begin to go down the numbers. They're so embarrassing. When you saw that story that I sent you about those averages, does that not 
solidify the fact that they are cheaters. I am telling you that 2017 World Series should be stripped. All those guys hitting 300 plus were cheating their asses off. And then this year, not one of them could hit 250. I mean, they all were hovering around 210, the whole team. Not one guy can hit on the whole team. That is unbelievable to me. They cheat so bad in Houston. It, it is just uh, uh, it's staggering. I'll give you my two favorites. Altuve went from 346 to 219. Correa went from 315 to 264. Those are my two favorites. And they all went down. They all were down significantly, but those were my two favorites. So would you, uh, Renicky fired, would you bring back Alex Cora? I think they're going to bring back Cora. Oh, the only thing that I'm not sure of is, is that Hyam Bloom, who's obviously the guy running the Red Sox now, I don't know if he has any kind of connection with Cora. He took the job at the end of last year. I'm sure he spent a little bit of time with him before Cora, you know, stepped away and then got suspended after that. But um, it wouldn't stun me, but I could also see them going in a completely other direction. So Billy Upler got fired. Does it matter who the uh, GM of the Angels is based on how it doesn't matter? All they do is lose. All they do is lose. That's it. Um, You know, they have the best player in the world. And they added a good piece with them with Rondon this year, but they just still, what don't they have? They don't have pitching. And they haven't had pitching in years. And until they find some, they're just going to keep having these same years over and over and over again. Do you think Tom Brenneman will ever get another play-by-play baseball gig? I do. I actually think he do. He's on the apology tour. He's going to sit around for six months or a year. And then by the end of next year or early year after that, he'll get another job. All right, there you go. We got a lot going on. Coming up, uh, the UFC 253 wrap-up with Mafia. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 